It's a terminal island lockdown. Terminal island lockdown. Welcome, y'all. I'm afraid I'm going to have to start this off with more bad news about good lifelong friends passing away. Um, Today I woke up from my nap with the news that O has died. Uh, Mr. Otis. Um, for those who don't know him, he was in bands like Harshmellow and Fluff. Um, but he was the ultimate skater musician. Um, he was he was the guy that actually taught me how to put out a record, where to send it, how to get it distributed. Um, the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, it's one of those things. Just like Jed. I I don't know where I would be. I don't know if it would be here or if the path would have been harder, but it's one of those two without O. Um, I remember asking Mike Smith um, of Madrid and Liberty fame, who I skated for back at the time, because um, I had FYP tapes out, but I really wanted to do a vinyl record. And... Um, for some reason, I asked Mike Smith, and it was kind of like at a dream point at that point. And um, ironically enough, Mike Smith says, "Get your head out of the clouds, focus on skateboarding." You know. So if anybody knows Mike Smith, they they are laughing right now. Um, but he eventually caved in and he said, "Well, why don't you ask O? Because we knew O from from skating. He was he was like um, like top dog photographer, and he would just be at all the contests and hanging out and just all around great guy." Uh, lo and behold, I asked him how to put out a seven inch and he told me right off, like, it was almost like it was the human Google back then. Um, you know, 88, 89, he's, he's telling me Bill Smith, custom records, El Segundo, call him, ask for Kevin. That's Bill Smith's son. Um, after you get it pressed, send it to Calvin Johnson over at K. Uh, he might, he might play it on his radio station. He might distribute it and everything worked out. All of it did. Um, there was more tips and pointers, but um, the worst thing about it for, you know, I mean, not the worst, but for me personally, I've been seeing him a lot lately. I've been, I saw him in Long Beach, and then he came to the Sardine here in Pedro. Um, I just saw him in San Diego last month. We've been seeing a lot of each other after not seeing each other for 20 years, and um, this whole episode is dedicated to O. Wait a minute, something's wrong I never had that long To tell you how I feel If you start to walk away You won't hear what I say You never hear my spiel And maybe I feel sad Or just a little mad You won't know wrong from right That causes some concern No one should feel bad No one should have 
subsidized privately profitable The end of monthly aperture but but you're untouchable Focus a moment, not in approval Bury our heads back in the bottles of these neo-colonials Former nemesis, the romance of the nation-state Now place on raise up for a new red power, concentrate Try again, but now we're confused, what is class war? This is class war, yes, this is class war And I'm just a kid I can't believe I gotta worry about this kind of shit What a stupid word
Treasure Fleet with the Trapeze Artist, parts one and two. No parts left behind. That's off the Kokomotion LP. Um, and I would expect a new album soon, if I were you. If you know what's good for you. Uh, before that was Stoned at Heart with Your Image is All You Got. Um, a very mean song, and I love it. All right. Um, before that was Clown Sounds with 58 to 97 off the Born Under a Bad Sigh LP. Um, before that was Propagandi with Nation States. Um, before that was Wish Granters with Already Dead. And to start it all off was Fluff, O's Band, um, with Something's Wrong. Okay, now it's time for Recess Bedtime Stories. For you now. This week, this week's question is from Gabe G. Um, a lot of a lot of Gabes out there asking questions and uh, wanting me to explain. Um, Gabes are babes, ladies. What can I say? Always remember that. Um, Gabe G wants to know the origins behind the Toys That Kill album, Family 42. So, to, to start this off, um, the, the word family, it's, it's kind of like two, two little inside jokes. Um, but the word family was, was often used in John Steinbeck books, and those were always floating around the van when we were, when we were touring as Toys That Kill. So, there was probably... Um, a time where all of us were reading something, you know, Cannery Row, Grapes of Wrath, something, you know, something came out. So we, so we were talking about, we were always talking about family, um, as just something 
to giggle about in the van to to kill time and we giggled about a lot of stuff um and the other part is something that we giggled about a little bit harder and it's and it's a little bit more nasty i guess if you if you will but there was a show we played out in hollywood which we rarely did but um this this was one where we played a show and at the time we were a lot younger and jimmy our drummer was probably in his early 20s i would say and a an older woman caught his eye really liked the way he drummed liked the band um and her age was 42. so we fast forward to you know the next maybe the next day at practice and he's talking about this and we're kind of ribbing him we're making fun of him and it's like yeah she's twice your age that's that's pretty crazy it's like oh yeah and he and she has a son um okay so now my brain's starting to stew a little bit and i'm sitting there thinking i'm gonna get this guy how am i gonna get him i don't know how he just he handed me a tool and i need to build something out of this so the next day I'm just bored and I'm at my ex's girl, ex-girl at a ex-girlfriend's house. And, um, I see, you know, her landline and I'm like, okay, well I'm going to call up Jimmy at his work and he'll never know it's me because it's her landline. And I don't know what I'm going to say. I just want to prank call him because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm missing prank calls. Everyone's starting to get cell phones, I think at this time. And, or maybe they have them. I don't know. I lost track of time. So, I just really want to get him and I just have nothing in my head. And as the phone's ringing, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. He told me this, he gave me this tool yesterday at practice. So he answers the phone, all professional, very professional as if he's at work. And, and I say, I say, Hey, is this Jimmy (laughs) posing as a young boy? And he's, he said, yes. Um, and his real name is Mike. So at work, his name is Mike. So if somebody calls up his professional workplace asking for Jimmy, there's, there's probably some paranoia at the very least. So I say, this is Johnny and you were with my mom and I know what you did. And he, he, he instantly, you could tell he's leaving the office. He's, he's, he's like, hold on. And he's, you can hear doors shutting. He's going into some closet room, private room. And it's, it's taking about maybe 20, 30 seconds. And I could just, I could feel the horror in his voice. Like he's, he's caught. The son is pissed. Um, and then he's like, so, hey, uh, hey, uh, what's, what's going on? And I'm like, hey, this is Todd. What's up? And it's just this crazy relief. It's, uh, as you could possibly imagine. Um, so that's where the number four, <laughs> that's where the number 42 came from. And not only did we just ride the 42 based on that, but there was also a ton of coincidences. Um, the, the number 42 kept popping up over and over and over again, where it was starting to get really eerie for us. And, um, it was, it was, it just, you know, I can't even list all the coincidences that happened, but it was, it was one of the most eeriest 
things that have ever happened where it's just like, oh, here we go, here we go. I mean, and fun too. Not not scary eerie, but um, and then yeah, and then Sean named one of his songs family and then it just was it just made sense it was like family 42 um that was the title um that that also turned out to be um one of i mean my personal favorite albums it was it was kind of like a um this sounds crappy but it's kind of like a comeback album because we didn't do anything for a long time which that's just the toys that kill way what are you gonna do but we ended up um doing it in my garage instead of going out to Texas, which, which was awesome because we love Mike Vasquez over at uh, Sweatbox in Austin, but it was also, it, it was hard. It was hard to do. I remember doing Shanked and I, and I was like sick and we had to record. So you could, you could hear, if you listen to Shanked, that album, you could hear that I have a cold at the very least. And um, there was nothing you could do about it. It was just like, well, we, we we're here. We have to do it. Um, and this was a little bit more um, um, natural. It was it was in the same place that we practiced, um, and and there is there is some there's some, going to be some versions of the songs that I'm going to play. I'm going to play these versions on Spotify. You're not going to get these versions. You're going to get the family, the toys that kill family versions. But there's there's a couple of versions of the songs that were Underground Railroad to Candyland songs that were supposed to go on the second album. And that whole second album is a whole another story, but we ended up taking these these two songs and using them on family, and I'm really glad we did because it helped make that album a little bit more special. And to this day, it's the best-selling Toys That Kill album. And thank you, Gabe G. Let's do this.
way, this is supposed to be the tip outro, not the ad outro. But we're going to solely talk about Jeff Browning. He has been tipping, but he also wanted me to tell you that if you ever need architecture help, you call him. 310-553-3252. Or email him, jbrowning at saaia.com. He helped us with the sardine with his architecture skills. Um, the one piece of advice I do have that if you guys end up with Dean Lee as a project matter manager, tell Jeff to keep his goddamn trap shut. It's a Terminal Island Lockdown. Terminal Island Lockdown. Good 